Hello and welcome to the Small Business School. My name is Craig Staley, 20-year retail veteran, e-commerce practitioner, and entrepreneur. Each week, I will interview a new small business owner that we can learn from to take our businesses to the next level. Now, let's go. Today's guest is Melanie Marconi, founder and CEO of Vita, a curated co-working space in Portland, Oregon. She talks about what changes she made to adjust during the pandemic. She also talks about the amenities that they offer their members. I was really surprised at some of the amenities they offer. They really take a holistic approach. All that and much more on the podcast today with Melanie Marconi. All right. I'd like to welcome my next guest. It's Melanie Marconi. She's the founder and CEO of Vita. It's a curated co-working space located in Portland, Oregon. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Can you give the listeners a little bit of your personal background before we get started? Yeah, totally. So I have been an entrepreneur since I was 23, kind of accidentally. And for 15 years, I owned an event planning, conference coordination and consulting firm in Los Angeles. And yeah, it was a really great time and great company. And then when I became pregnant with my daughter, Ellie, I decided to move to Portland, Oregon, became basically a remote worker for my own company. And it was lovely, like worked out really well when Ellie was small. I'm a single mom too. So it was really great just to kind of have everything, you know, right at home as I needed it. But as the company grew and as Ellie got older, I really was looking for a space to have my team all work together in a co-working space. And, you know, we were all moms at the time and there just wasn't anything locally here in Portland that really fit the bill for all the things that we needed. And I thought, you know, I can kind of wait until maybe one of the other nationally like women focused spaces came to Portland or I could just design my own and that's what I did. It took about a year and a half. I built it while working full-time at my other company and Vita opened July 1st of 2019. That's awesome. So, you know, obviously 2019, that seems like forever ago, the world has changed completely. The before times. Yeah, the before times. <laughs> so when the pandemic started hitting, you know, in March or maybe earlier, if, if you were ahead of the game, what changes did you make to your business when you started feeling the the pressure of the pandemic? Yeah. So we just had been open nine months when it happened and we closed immediately as soon as, you know, everyone kind of got the word that we we're going down, you know, quarantine was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we closed on like March 16th or 17th, somewhere around there. And three days later, we had moved our entire community online. So we were able to, you know, move programming online. We started hosting our meditation class, you know, virtually via Zoom. Mm-hmm. All of our classes, our Slack channel, you know, kind of ticked up in, you know, ways that people were able to connect with one another. We did, you know, kind of online co-working. So everyone would get online together and work. And so we were able to pivot pretty quickly that way to move everybody online. But, you know, at the end of the day, people really want to come to a co-working space to, Mm -hmm. you know, see humans and work together and have that like energy that happens in a space with other people. So we knew eventually that we 
would want to and need to open up again. And, and so we opened up with phase one at the end of June. And so the crazy thing now is that we had been open, now we've been open nine months in the pandemic, which was the equal amount of time that we were open pre-pandemic. So it's this really interesting place right now that we've been open equally on both sides of the coin. Interesting. So over the last nine months, how has your business been? And I mean, has it uh, evolved? Has there been ups and downs and valleys, you know, over the pandemic? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, with any business, there's just a range of outcomes that this has brought. And for us, there's definitely been some significant challenges. But on the flip side, there have been some neat opportunities that I don't think really would have come without it. On the challenges side of things, you know, we are a place-based business. So, you know, rent is by far our biggest expense. I have 15,000 square feet that I lease, you know, from a corporate landlord here in Portland. And so it's expensive and our membership definitely, you know, was reduced during this time. So just trying to kind of get back to the place we were at before, but we're seeing now the majority of our members are, are back and kind of stuck with us. And we're actually seeing a new segment of folks coming in this like remote worker segment that we had never had on our radar before at all. Right. So that's been really cool to see. We have pretty strict policies in place right now to make sure that our member community is safe and healthy. So we're not, the only members are welcome in. We've got, you know, all sorts of systems and stuff in place. So we can't even really broadly open up to the community because I just don't feel comfortable with that right now. But I see that soon we'll be able to kind of get back to regular operations. And then on the opportunity side, you know, we have a lot of infrastructure here and we have a lot of really great team resources. And so we've actually launched really like three new divisions for the company on a service-based side. So we last month launched Vita Business Services. And so we're offering administrative assistance and business consulting to our members. And in January, we're actually going to roll that out to the general community for small businesses and entrepreneurs. And that's been immediately successful. And our internal team takes care of all the projects. Next February, we're launching Vita Coaching Services kind of broadly out to the community. So as part of our amenities, all of our members get access to our in-house life coach. But what we're seeing now is that businesses and corporations are also starting to offer coaching to their employees to help them transition and manage through this really difficult time right now. So we're going to start working with more folks on the corporate side. And then we also, because everything went virtually and everything went online, we kind of started this media platform. So, you know, I launched my podcast and right when the pandemic, I think the week after, and we've got a pretty robust YouTube channel, which we call Vita TV. And then our, our newsletter and blog have grown dramatically throughout this time too. So, and then not to mention the school, like we have, we have Vita school on site now. So instead of, you know, on site childcare, we have a remote learning pod here where kids can come do their virtual learning, and then do some extracurricular activities in the afternoon. That's, yeah, I noticed that on your website, and that was kind of the reason for my next question was, and you kind of alluded to it already, but I, I assume that most of your members pre-pandemic were, you know, self-employed entrepreneurs, that that type of person. And you said you have kind of noticed an increase in members of people that are employed by businesses. Do you think that the school played a part in that? 
you know, having that ability to find a place to work, a quiet spot to work and, and then also not have to tend to your kid while you're on a Zoom meeting and they're on a Zoom meeting and at the same time. Yes, definitely. And so our, our on-site school is small. It's up to 10 kids, so a pretty small pod. About half of the kids were from current members that were already, you know, within the community. And then the other half, that's exactly what it was. Just, you know, they couldn't, can't get work done. You know, both parents are working full-time jobs and really don't have capacity to do schoolwork on the side or, or can't have their kids running in and out. And you know, it's stressful. You have kids, you know, it's like, there's just so much going on. And yeah, so I think that did help. And it really just offering the school just underscored our mission in general, which is to help make life work for our members. And so that's the reality of life. And we've got to figure out how to make it work. And so, yeah, it just made sense to offer that. That's great. Definitely something I'd be interested in if I was in Portland. (laughs) So before I, I did research for the, the interview, I'd never really looked into a co-working space and I was really struck by some of the amenities and you've mentioned a couple of them, but can you talk through some of the amenities that you provide your uh, members there? Yeah, definitely. So that when I mentioned earlier that I was looking at different co-working spaces for my team, the things that really helped me make my life work with my daughter and my business was, you know, having fitness like really nearby with like flexible schedules and being able to bring my daughter places from time to time and also being able to like have the space and the time to just like focus on myself for like a hot minute. So when we developed the member amenities, I really wanted to make sure that it was this holistic and whole life spread of what we could offer. And so we, like I mentioned, we have every member gets a life coaching session with our in-house coach, Sydney Labadee. She's amazing. And it really just allows members to, you know, once a month focus on personal and professional goals and where they want to go. And we really believe that that helps really create change and, and joy in life. In addition, we have an on-site fitness studio. So pre-pandemic, we actually hosted all of our own fitness classes. We had three a week. Members could come in. We'd do class. Now we've moved them all online. But we have a treadmill and a Peloton bike and a big screen TV. So now what members do is they book the fitness studio like a conference room and they can go do their own workout as needed. And then childcare has been at the core of what we've done since we opened. So we had a drop-in childcare program for kids three to five when we opened and now we have the school and so members can opt into that. It's an additional fee for the care. And we have a member concierge. So there's always somebody at the front desk, you know, that can mail packages or make you coffee or, you know, we used to get, you know, clothes like shoes fixed and, you know, skirts hemmed, like kind of like full service dry cleaning. Um, it's a little bit different now, but really, honestly, anything that we can do to make life easier for our members, we're happy to take care of it. That's amazing. I mean, that sounds like it's worth the price of admission right there. Right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so we'll pivot here a little bit, but what tools have you found helpful in your business that maybe other small business owners might find helpful as well? You know, we're such an interesting combination of, you know, in-person work and online work, right? So as a team, we really utilize Trello for collaboration and to-do lists and, you know, just making sure everybody's on the same page. 
we took the time to really set it up and get it working for us. And I think that's super helpful. As a community, we really will rely on Slack. We use it pretty often. We use a community management tool called Proximity, which also is really fantastic. Not sure that would apply to everybody listening, but definitely highly recommend it. And then just kind of in a more traditional sense, we really rely on weekly one-on-one meetings with our team and with members if they want it as well, because that in-person or just one-on-one connection, I think really oftentimes gets missed, but is just as important sometimes as efficiency tools. Interesting. Who do you consider a mentor and, and what would you say is the most important lesson they've taught you? So I have maybe an interesting take on it, but kind of two ways to think about it. The first way, and it might sound a little silly, but I kind of see my daughter as a teacher in a way. Mm -hmm. So maybe not so much a mentor, but you know, like how it goes with kids that you really learn a lot more about yourself and about what your strengths are and your weaknesses and how you operate by seeing how your kids do it and how you respond to your kids. And so it's really kind of a daily opportunity to... Mm -hmm make myself a little bit better and learn and practice patience. And so having her, you know, as part of my life has really been really kind of fascinating to watch. And then on the more traditional professional mentor side, I was just so blessed to have really fantastic co-founders in my last business. And the four of us still stay in touch very closely. Um, Two of them are still running the business that we all founded. And so we're able to kind of provide mentorship to each other on that way. And then I've I've been really fortunate to have some other folks just in the general business community here in Portland, and then someone who was a mentor to me when I was in college as well. So it's so important. And I hope that everybody has the opportunity to find somebody that can be that person in their life. Yeah, I was actually thinking about when you were talking about your, the life coaching that you provide your members, I think, for people who probably in a lot of cases that members there are probably solo entrepreneurs or have a small business. And it gives that outlet of someone to a hold you accountable, maybe to goals, but also to bounce ideas off of that, that maybe you wouldn't otherwise have. Definitely. And that's, I think that's so important. A lot of our members use it as in like, not that our life coach is a therapist, but like in lieu of like therapy, just to like, you know, have that sounding board um, from somebody who understands. And, And she's also a small business owner, like you said, and it's really been impactful. And I'm sure just the community, you know, once you see someone there every day, even though you're not working on the same business, I'm sure that they become friends and and mentors to each other as well. Definitely. And we have one of our most popular offerings is a masterminds group. So every quarter we have a new session with different folks. And so it's that same kind of like weekly check-in and more business driven and project driven for, you know, launching a new product or service. But it's that same idea. Just having other ideas around is, you know, just critical. That's awesome. What has been your biggest challenge that you've faced in business? Could be with Vita, could be with your your previous business. And what did you do to overcome it? So from my first business, the, the thing that I was constantly, and I don't know if it was real or, you know, kind of in my own mind, but I was 23 years old when I started the company. And so I was always the youngest person in any environment around that. And so that felt, it felt like I had to work even harder and even better to kind of keep status quo with everybody else. And with that, there wasn't much to do except work harder and, you know, get a few years under my belt. With Vita, I think 
the biggest challenge has been kind of like access to resources and particularly capital. It's, you know, building a, a business like this or any startup takes, you know, a lot of resources and for sure a lot of money. And so I, I've been able to launch this in a very capital-like kind of way. And I've had a lot of folks who have supported me since we launched, but being able to access it when needed is just pretty much difficult all the time. And it requires you to be creative and crafty and have some hustle about it, which I actually think in the long run is probably beneficial. Like you had all the money you needed all the time. Like, you know, it would just be too easy and it would probably not be as good, but definitely a challenge I'm still working on. So on the flip side, what would you say has been the best moment in your business's history? Boy, there have been so many great ones um, since we founded Vita. It's just truly been a joy to to be a part of it. I think the thing that has touched my heart the most was, you know, shortly after the pandemic when we closed, just seeing how many of our members decided to stay with us and, you know, and help or provide in whatever way they could and really kind of stick together as a community. And it just really we talk about community. I think most businesses talk about community now that, you know, it's all about community and we did as well. It was kind of at the foundation of what we were trying to build. But I think that was the moment when I realized that actually we had created a community and, you know, we give to our members and then they're able to give back and support us. And I think that's kind of the true, like two way street about building something that's sustainable. So if I had to pick one, that's what I'd say. That's awesome. So before we get to the last question, where can our listeners find out more about your business? So VitaCoworking.com is our main site and that's Vita with a V. We are most active on the Instagram and our Instagram handle is at Vita underscore coworking. And then my podcast is called the Make Life Work Podcast and it's on um, iTunes and Spotify. Awesome. And then also I'd like to mention you were gracious enough to offer our listeners a 10% discount off of memberships if they use the code SBS podcast. So I appreciate you doing that. Thank you very much. Yeah, my pleasure. We'll get to our last question here. This is a question I ask everybody. If you could hop into a time machine and go back to the year that you launched your business, what advice would you give your past self? Uh, Raise more money. Uh, (laughs) As I mentioned, I... You know, I put a great budget together and a great financial plan, and I literally raised exactly as much money as I needed to start. And we opened the doors, and then they're all like, I had to be, I had to make money almost immediately. And I did, I find out, I found out a way to do it, but it was so, so stressful. I just started paying myself last month. <laughs> so I did it and I made it through, but it would have been a lot easier and, and probably not even that much more work to actually make it a little bit more comfortable. That's probably good advice. And probably (laughs) a lot of businesses wish that they could raise more money up front too. So totally. Well, Melanie, thanks so much for joining me today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. Thanks so much. If you're a small business owner or looking to start a business, join the Small Business School Facebook group. It's a private community of people focused on helping each other grow their businesses Join the community and let's help each other take our businesses to the next level. We'll see you there. If you'd like to learn more about our guest today or be a future guest on the Small Business School, 
Go to craigsdaily.com slash podcast for more info. And of course, it would mean the world to me if you'd click subscribe or write a review for the Small Business School in your podcast app of choice. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.